Welcome back, everybody, to All Met Sports Talk here with Coach Sherm. Uh, episode 36 today. Really excited about our guest, um, who's a coach actually in North Carolina who grew up here in the DMV. So that this is going to be a fun conversation. Uh, just a reminder to follow us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram. Just search All Met Sports Talk. On Twitter, the handle is at All Met Talk. And on, you can also email us, allmetsportstalk at gmail.com. Uh, thanks to Preston Suggs, as always, for the music. You can find him on Instagram at King P Suggs. And, uh, you know, go check out his stuff there. Uh, really, really um, talented music producer here. So thank you, as always. So MIAA is underway uh, over at Chapel Gate. We had our first game Wednesday. Did not go too well. Uh, we played Mount Carmel out of Baltimore, who was, you know, uh, a really, really stacked team this year. They're very good. Uh, very tall. So, you know, we we're giving up a lot of size, but we played really well. A few bright spots. Jack Felder had 21 points. I think he may have led all scores actually for both are tied, at least with some of the, uh, I think Deion Perry over on um, Mount Carmel had 21 as well. Uh, Timmy, our big guy, who's our, our lone big guy, <laughs> but he was going against some six ten and six nine and seven footers, but at six seven, he did pull down 16 rebounds. So good job by Timmy. And um our point guard, Jalen Marbley, uh, had a double-double. He had 11 points, 10 boards uh, to go with five steals and four assists with only one turnover. So really good job by him. It's his first game with us after transferring in from Meade. So there's some bright spots. We did learn a lot. We got a lot better from it. And we're right back at it today. So if you're listening to this on Friday, come on out to the game today. We're playing a Rundle Christian, who is also really, really good. So uh, it'll be a good game. We're down a couple players. We're actually down two players tonight, two of our um, top players are, will actually be out. So, uh, but we'll, we're going to fight as hard as we can. And then we head to Hagerstown for the broad fording, uh, tournament next week's, uh, next week, right before Thanksgiving. So we're really excited about that. And then the following week, uh, Mount St. Joe, who just came out ranked number 30 in the entire country is coming to our, <laughs> coming to our place. So that'll be a fun one. Um, they're really talented as well. So here we go. It's, it's all underway and, uh, you know, one game in with 33 more to go. So looking forward to the journey and, uh, it's, it's been fun so far. Uh, so, uh, public schools, I know they got started this week, November 15th is their tip. So I know that they started their tryouts and, um, those games, I believe start, uh, the first week in December, but everybody, all the private schools are underway. So uh, I'll be updating as we go. I know that there's a few schools. I think St. Francis played the other night, um, if you remember uh, Coach Brian Howard from, I can't remember which episode he was on over at Concordia Prep. They had their first game. They they did win that game. So shout out to him. Congrats to him. Uh, and uh, I think that's it. I can't. Oh, Loyola. I think Loyola beat Christelle the opening night as well. So that's all I know so far, but I'll be updating in everyone as the uh, with the standings and we'll get some WCAC standings as well. So it'll be a fun season. Glad that fans can be back. So tonight will be um, first time in almost two years that we've had fans at a game. That'll be a good time. And, you know, the players are excited uh, with all the schools to be able to have fans back in the gym. So good luck to everyone. Stay healthy, uh, stay injury free and good luck along the way. So uh, so without further ado, my guest today is Santina Ford. How are you doing, Santina? I am good, Sherman. Thanks right. for having me today. Look forward to having this chat. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. Uh, so you're in North Carolina now, uh, but let's start uh, by talking about where you grew up. Cause I know you grew up in the DMV, you played basketball in the DMV. So uh, talk to us about growing up who you played AAU for high school and all that fun stuff. 
Wow. Um, so grew up in the Silver Spring area, um, played middle school ball at Sligo Middle School, played high school ball at Albert Einstein High School, um, and played a lot, a lot, a lot of park basketball. So <laughs> <laughs> from the sun up to sundown, street lights is on, we still playing. So we did a lot. I did a lot of that. Um mm-hmm. Whether it was cold, whether it was hot, it didn't matter. Yeah. So we, I did a lot of that. You played for some good, some legendary coaches actually in high school. Yeah, uh, I think one I believe her name has changed, but in high school I played for played for Patty Langworthy uh-huh. and um, Eddie Simpson. They were great coaches in high school. Um, was able to interact with them even in middle school. So they prepared me coming to high school, mm-hmm. um, and that was very helpful to have that transition to be as smooth as it was to go from playing eighth grade ball to high school varsity basketball. Mm-hmm. So it was a good transition. And they were two great coaches that taught me a lot. And I used some of their tactics, some of their plays to this day. So, I, was, I was just about to ask what kind of influence I had on you as a coach later. Yeah. Just working hard and understanding there's, there's no off season, you mm-hmm. know, um, you want to be good. You know, what's going to take for be good. Are you being good when no one's watching? Are you working hard and, and doing the things you need to do? to bring to the whole team because you're improving yourself. Mm-hmm. So that was a big influence and we practice a lot, you know, and uh, I felt like there was never no downtime for basketball with them. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there definitely is. And I mean, we go six days a week now, you know, it's, um, but there's always room to improve. So, um, but yeah, that's, that, that's really good. Uh, okay. So play four years of varsity there. And then uh, you, so, you didn't play in college, but how did you get into coaching? So let's talk about, let's just jump to your coaching career. Cause I know you, you, you know, you, you lived in Georgia for a while, then Maryland, and then you end up in North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, for me, the love of basketball has just always been something that's just in me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I have, even when I was in high school, I would go to games to actually watch the coaching, not watch the game. Mm-hmm. Um, Pat Summit was huge I would go with Tennessee Kane to play GW and literally watch her coach not mm-hmm. watch the game so I'm I, I have always been of I want to see what's going on what are they running what is she paying attention to what is she telling her team mm-hmm. so for me not at that time that I ever think I would be a coach but I think it was something that just was in me to do eventually so yeah um, it started at an early age yeah so what what was your first coaching stop uh, first coaching stop was stop was up, up there. I started um, coaching for, uh, gosh, I'm drawing a blank right now, but it was um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It was and AAU? I coached it for years. It was AU. Okay. Um, and gosh, it was not the Flames because that's who was big when I was younger. Um, uh-huh. But yeah. Um, what was that gosh, like? I, that was fun. It was different. Um, Do you remember the age group? I started off with them when they were in fourth grade. Okay. And then stayed on with them for about four, four to five years before I moved okay. to North Carolina. Did, so, they, did most of the girls stay that whole time or did they, because you know, now AAU teams switch a lot. <laughs> You're well aware. But. They switch every, every six months. It seems like. Right. Um, it's like the transfer time, portal for, for AAU. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> well, during that time, you know, back in the early nineties, I mean, there wasn't a huge variance of teams. Mm-hmm. So you didn't have that luxury to really, kind of jump from team to team. And this was, um, I'm so, sorry, this was girls too, right? 
Yes, I coach girls. So I right. started off with girls. And let me backpedal a little bit. I did when I graduated Einstein. I think I did coach that summer. Okay. Um, I coached the, the summer league for the, for the team. So oh, cool. It started okay. there. So it did start there. But um, coaching them was was different. And starting from fourth grade mm-hmm. and able to see them develop every year and grow um, was the biggest benefit for me. We didn't win a lot of games. We weren't a super strong team, mm-hmm. but what was big for me is seeing them develop and grow as players mm-hmm. to carry on when they went into high school. Right. Which is the most important thing, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So then you moved to North Carolina and, and then how do you, wh- where do you go from there with coaching? So I moved to North Carolina um, in 2005 mm-hmm. and I would say a few years after I was here, um, my son, my older son at that time was playing middle school basketball mm-hmm. and they had a parent student game. Mm-hmm. so I played in that parent student game and my son was upset because I refused to do much as uh-huh. I, I guess the best way to put it and he just pulled me aside he was like can you please he's like I've been talking about you for weeks and you're not doing nothing so if you don't <laughs> please shoot the ball put the ball between your legs you know like please like he's begging me so I just started playing uh-huh. and um you know, to make my son happy, basically. Uh-huh. But in the process of me playing, the athletic director, he's like, I need you to be our coach. Mm-hmm. And I said, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that was the beginning of it. And I left it alone. I left the uh-huh. conversation alone at that time. And I would say six months later into that summer, he called me and he said, I really believe you should be coaching at Voyager Academy. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm glad you see something I don't see, but I'm going to still tell you no, because mm-hmm. I understand the commitment and I understand the type of coach I want to be. And the time it takes away from my family, I didn't want to do it. And then I said to him, I said, I'm sure you have much better applicants. Yeah. What, what, you know? what, what position? So uh, your son, Garrett, he, he was in middle school at the time. What level was he trying to get you to coach? Because I know that they, you know, before we started this year, younger son, Josh, is now playing for the same school in, in middle yes. school. So is yes. he trying to get you to coach middle school or high school at that time? He's trying to get me to coach high school varsity. Girls. Girls. Okay. He didn't have my history. All he did was see me play. And that was right. it. Right. So I, I, I said to him on the phone, I said, you know, I believe you've already been, you know, interviewing for this position. And I'm sure there's far better applicants with far more experience. And he was like, maybe. He mm. says, but my gut says I need you. Mm. So I wow. said, okay. I said, I'll, I'll think about it and get back to you mm-hmm. and um, talked about it with my family and they were fully on board. And I went ahead that I still waited a few months and then mm-hmm. eventually took the job. Okay. And so at and, that time, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, they were starting the high school. So it was like, a, but you were, because I remember were a your couple son. Years in, they were a couple years in. Okay. Um, Voyager goes you know, kindergarten through 12th grade. So as, as the school grew, the grades grew. So um, they were a few years in when I I jumped on. So, and they already had been through a a coach and um, they decided, yeah, they already had started. They weren't a part of any conference the first year. Mm -hmm. So they just played games the second year they were a part of a conference. So I was coming on the third year, the high school had been in existence. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, So move forward. I, I took the position and uh, trying to grow the trust in the players was the first thing, the first step mm-hmm. of letting them know, I know what I'm doing. 
you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, as a coach, you always are doubting yourself and second guessing yourself. Yep, um, I don't think that will ever go away, ever nope. go away, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, I'm happy to say the first year we qualified for state playoffs. Wow. So that was that was that was huge. You know, yeah. um, the second year, I don't I think we literally missed it by one game uh-huh. um, to get in the state playoffs. Um, so I stayed at Voyager for five years. Wow. OK. Stayed at Voyager for five years and then uh, had to, I call it, you know, temporary retirement due to uh-huh. wanting to be at home because it is so time consuming mm-hmm. when you work a job plus have a family. Right. So I just made that decision to, hey, I need to take a step back for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Well, just I didn't know how long it was going to be. I just don't need to take a step back mm-hmm. and and not um, coach for it for a little while because of the time and commitment that it takes away from my family and Lily, you know, and as you know, Sherman is coaching, your family's working around your schedule constantly, right. yep. you know, yeah. your whole family's dictated to you by your schedule. So right. I wanted to give my family a break, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So how long did you, how long did that uh, temporary retirement last? <laughs> it, it lasted uh, two and a half years. Okay. And um, got a phone call from another coach who had been recruiting me for a couple years to leave Voyager and he knew I was dedicated to building a program at Voyager so mm-hmm. it was never for me about the money as you know we don't get paid a lot no. as coaches yeah no all. you, you pay more I, I tell you, I pay more to coach than I do get paid so yes sir yeah. I, I am in the red at the end of the season yeah. for oh, big time yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so I had the coach who used to I, I used to play I used to coach against when I was at Voyager mm-hmm recruited me to come coach with him and and we always had a conversation like I would come help out mm-hmm. and um when he called me I was like oh is this the call I'm getting for you to, for me to come help out because he was going to a new high school which is where we're currently at at Orange High School okay and now, where was he where was he when you were coaching against him where, where was he coaching then when I was coaching against him he was at the school called um science and math okay so in North Carolina we have a school called science and math that is a uh a school where actually students live on campus. Right. It is okay. a public live on campus high school. Wow. And this is in uh-huh. Durham, by the way. So this is yes. on Durham. Okay. Yes. Yes. Both schools, uh-huh. Voyager and the, the other one. I'm okay. sorry. Dur- Voyager and then the science. Yes. They're both, yeah. they're, they're both in Durham and um, okay. they were in our conference at the time. So we played them a lot mm-hmm. and um, he coached the girls and um, we kind of had the same coaching style, let's say. Mm-hmm. So when we played each other, you know, it was always a neck and neck game. It was either overtime, I lost by one, he lost by one. Mm-hmm. So it was always, you know, good games. Yeah. Um, so when he called me in regards to Orange High School, he's like, if I get the job, I'm trying to build my coaching staff. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. I said, I'm I'm more than willing to come assist. He's like, no, I need you to be the head coach for the vars- for the JV boys. I'm like, you sure? <laughs> hear, hear me again. Are you sure? Uh-huh. And I am again, let me think about it, you know, because right. here again, I'm thinking about the commitment, time, energy mm-hmm. it takes away from my family. Had you again, uh, so- had you coached boys prior to that? <clears throat> yes, I did. Actually, um, my older son, I assisted my husband um, oh. coaching his travel AAU team. OK. USA United for like two years. OK. In North Carolina. In North Carolina. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. Um, so yeah, so I was taking him back. I'm like, wow, he wants me, this little five three African American <laughs> female, to come coach these big boys. Like, how are how is 
how are, how are they going to take that? You know, how, uh, how is they're going to, they're going to trust me to understand that I understand what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went ahead and said, yes, I have full support from my family. And, uh, this is going into my fourth year coaching mm-hmm. at Orange High School. Wow. So, so still yeah. the JV head coach and varsity assistant. Yes. So what's that yeah. been like? Um, I love it. I loved it more than I expected it. Um, I love fast basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the athleticism of the males that they provide and they can really not saying that females can't, mm-hmm. but it's a different the guys game. can, it's a, it's a completely different game. And, um, I can play more simple basketball with them, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just been better to watch the fast pace and um you know my my goal with my team is always you know we don't want to play half court basketball mm-hmm. we want to be up and down the floor the entire game yeah. and if all of us wants to score 10 plus points we're not going to do it playing half court basketball right not in 32 minutes you're not no sir so <laughs> <laughs> really uh the first year getting them to believe that and then saying we're going to run one play with five options, they looked at me like I was a, you know, a dragon with a cat's body. Like, Mm -hmm. you want us to run one play with five options, Mm -hmm. and that's it. Yes, because basketball can be that simple. You don't need a 1,000 plays. You know, if you're running it right, if you're understanding the defense, if you're doing what you're supposed to do, we can do this, you Mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so the first year um, I had some pushback from parents, of course. You know, um, being in Orange County, that's definitely different. Um, that's, so the so the what's the biggest town based in that county? Is it where you are? Where, where are you? It's, you're in Hillsboro. Yeah, I'm in Hillsboro, but um, the city is Orange County. Well, it's Orange County and the city I'm in is Hillsboro. OK. And Hillsboro is very small, close knit. You know, the kid, the parents went to Orange. The kids are at Orange uh-huh. kind of situation. So it's, it's very much everybody knows your name in this town. You so know? geographically, how far is that from Durham? Like it, it, people probably know the, you know, the triangle area, but the, so how far is it from there? 20 minutes. Okay. It's so it's right outside. Yeah. Okay. It's right outside of Durham going South. So it's not, okay. not too far. You okay. know? And um, so, you know, it's going to the small town. And the other part I want to add is that the coach that was previously at the high school had been there for 20 years. Oh yeah. That's tough. So we're going into a whole brand new, a whole new style of coaching, a whole new, just different everything. Our processes, everything is completely different from right. what they've been used to for 20 years. It's like a Hoosier situation. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Jimmy Chipwood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So our first, you know, our first year was, was uh, our first year trials were crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, just for JV alone, I had 80 kids try out. Good gracious. Yeah. The, the process of elimination was painful. Yeah. We had to go through each day of who are we eliminating today mm-hmm. and making sure we're not missing anything. And then to remember that many faces and names, and, right? you know, it was very difficult, but we yeah. got through it. It took a much longer process for trials. I was going to say, got- how long, how long were the trials? Um, that first year was four, ended up being four days. Yeah. And that still so seems like kids. it. That's fast. Yeah. It was still fast, but yeah. it's like, yeah, but you can't try out into, for a month. Yeah. Yeah. We need to get into the thick of things. We, we got, 
we got scrimmage scheduled next week and we're still right. doing cuts, you know? Right, right. So uh, it was difficult the first year. And how many and did you keep out of the 80? Like we fit, ended up 12 keeping, to 15. End up keeping 12. Okay. So you're really talking about trimming the fat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was very difficult, you know? Um, so varsity had, I think, like maybe 40 players as well. So we're literally going through a hundred kids. So what we end up doing to help with the process, we literally interviewed every single kid uh-huh. that tried out wow. and that helped us remember their faces and, and uh, just get a better feel for them since we were so new to the school, new to mm. the County. And um, it, that did help. So we did have to do our tryout process a little bit differently than normal. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. 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 Very much so. Jeez. So what kind of success? Well, I mean, last, did you all play last year? What did y'all do? Last year we did, last year we did play. It was um, with COVID. It was very difficult. It was difficult for the players, difficult for coaches because, you know, I think we spent more time with making sure the players stay safe, Mm -hmm. pre-checking the, the post sanitation clean down. Um, So instead of our normal two hour practice, we had to trim it to an hour and a half, mm-hmm. make sure they're keeping their mask on because we needed time to check them in. Um, mm-hmm. the, school, the county had a process for them check-ins even coming to the gym because they were still remote learning. Oh, um, okay. Then everything we touched had to be wiped down, sanitized, every basketball, every bleacher. You know, if it was sweat on the floor, we had to end up mopping the floor. Mm-hmm. And um, then no spectators was different. Mm-hmm. And we kept practices to a minimum to keep exposure down. Mm-hmm. So it was very, very difficult. And then, you know, we had games where we were getting ready to go and we get on the bus and get a call. Other uh, team can't play because they have a possible exposure. Yeah. So it made for a very weird, different uh, season, but they needed it because they had been at home so long. Right. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You definitely saw a difference with kids who were stuck at home versus kids who were able to get out and and play. I mean, you know, science doesn't lie about that. So Exactly. Um, yeah, it was definitely weird. So you guys, you, you all have fans? Well, I know you all haven't started yet, but you start next week. We start next week. We are at 50% capacity for fans. Okay. okay. So um, Is that a state or a county? How, how are they doing that? That is for the county. So it looks like every county is doing something different. Gotcha. Um, our county didn't seem to have a capacity. I've been to um, a high school basketball game already in Durham County, mm-hmm. and um, there's no capacity. <laughs> it didn't seem to have one. <laughs> no, it was, it was it was very full in there. So I actually <laughs> didn't even sit in the bleachers. So I'm like, it's way too many people in here. So I actually sat in the. I actually, um, I actually went to a uh, a men's varsity Voyager game. Oh, okay. And cool. um, so it was nice to go back to see, you know, some of the 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 coaches and and the athletic trainer and the AD and um, got a chance to talk with um, my son's former high school coach. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, we should probably give them a shout out too. That was a really, I mean, I know that they started. So when your son Gary started, it was early. That was like the first, weren't they like ninth graders playing varsity? Yes. And yes. then uh, Jay, was Jay the year behind him? Jay was a year behind him. Okay. So, um, but they were really successful. I think so your son's, you correct me if I'm wrong here. I'm going off memory. His senior year, they made it to the final four of the state. So his senior year, they made it uh, to the final four. Okay. And that is the year they had to play against BAM. 
Uh-huh. Who's down in Miami right now playing yeah. the NBA. Uh-huh. So, you know, you can But they imagine. lost like in, in at the buzzer or overtime or something, right? They lost in overtime. Yeah, because um, didn't Gary hit a shot, hit a hit hit a three to tie it to send it to overtime? And... He hit a three at the buzzer to tie it to overtime. Yeah. But yeah. um every big man, even Jay Huff, had fouled out. Yeah. And Bam was still in there playing. So yeah. that made the difference. Yeah. Yeah. That made a difference for them playing for the for the finals. So mm-hmm. and then Jay Jay Huff, who if you all know, obviously went to UVA, won the titles now with the Lakers. Um they won the state title, right? So Voyager won the state title hit the next year after your the son next graduated. Year, and they Jay won the state year. title. Yeah, yes, wow. Jay senior. That's pretty cool. Yes. Yes. I mean, but that's, you know, a brand new school within five years of ex- of having a program winning a, a North Carolina state title. With, I mean, any state title is big. I don't care where you are, but North Carolina, it's, it's, there's a lot of schools. So, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah he, he, he enjoys success at Voyager from mm-hmm. middle school. Um, you went to you know, Erskine, won. which is D2. So that was, that yeah. was big. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, we so, had Chapelgate kid at Erskine. Really? Yeah. Chris Grandy. Yeah. Yeah. He okay. went to Erskine. Yeah. It's a small little town for yeah. sure. Yeah. Small <laughs> little town down there. Yeah. It's definitely different. Definitely different. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. So is, uh, so is Jay's dad still coaching there? He is not coaching there. Um, he he's assists, just there. Wow. He's actually, what's great. He's assisting the middle school team. So, um, my son, younger son, Josh is enjoying that benefit of wow. having him on the coaching staff. Yeah. So, um, he's actually helping out the middle school and at the high school, um, Melvin Scott, who played at UNC, who was a just... five state, cha- uh, NCAA champion uh-huh. is coaching at the high school. Wow. That's really cool. It is. It is. You got a lot of, uh, a lot of good basketball minds around there. Yeah, we are in basketball country with all this ACC. I tell you, it's, it's yeah. amazing to be down here with all the ACC schools within a mm-hmm. rock throw of each other. Right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And great uh, women's basketball down there, too, obviously. Definitely. So you get it all because NC State's pretty loaded this year. I know they lost to South Carolina early, but. I root uh, for South Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> so. what, what it, talk about Dawn Staley. I mean, that, that was a huge contract. She just got well-deserved, but. Um, are you a big fan of hers? I know you mentioned Pat Summers. Huge, yeah. huge, huge fan of Don Stanley. I've been following her since she played at Virginia. Yeah. I mean, you know, who can forget how she played when she was in college? She yeah. was just Had them a phenomenal a player yeah. her whole career, you know. Yeah. And um, to be had the them ranked number is, Had them ranked number one in the country when she was in. Yes, yes. Yeah. I did see her play in college, so live. Mm. So um, she's somebody I've always followed. And to watch her literally turn a program no one even thought about Mm -hmm. to you know nothing against UConn but I'm tired of seeing all the best female players go to UConn you know yeah um I want to see the leveling I want to see the field be level you Mm -hmm. know and have Mm -hmm. good competitive basketball but what she has done for South Carolina and um women in general just Mm -hmm. coaching um and and her ability to just do what she does is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Really? Love her teams. I love her. Um, you know, and, and I and I I think the thing I love most about Don Staley is she is unapologetically herself. So no matter yes. where she stands on social issues, you know, they tried to run her up out of there when she took a stand on social issues and she's basically like, Come on and fire me. You know, I'll go yeah. somewhere else and still win. You wanna fire me? Fire me. You know, and um 
So people have an issue with, they have an issue with, she, you know, she's, she's not going to bow down to anybody. So, and you know, that stance turned into uh, the biggest contract in women's basketball history. So. <laughs> and so deserving, deserving in all honesty, you know, um, yeah. you know, um, you know, everybody, I, I just believe in equal pay. If, if you're producing, why not mm-hmm. get the big contracts like men's programs in, in a yeah. D1 program? I, I mean, I, to that point, I still, when I saw it, I was like, that's all she's getting. I mean, I know it's the biggest contract, but it's still not, she's worth a lot more than that. And I, and, and I know that there's like a discrepancy and, you know, they talk about average, you know, TV money and stuff like that, but they're on TV. And, you know, I know in this household, we stop and watch if South Carolina is playing, you know, over a men's game, you know, unless it's, you know, Maryland or Georgetown, we're going to turn, right. you know, we're going to put that game on. I'd rather watch Don Staley's South Carolina team play than uh, pretty much any other men's team, unless it's one of my teams. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Cause you're going to see just incredible basketball, you know? And I actually tell my player Santina, I tell um, my guy, they're high school kids, but I tell them you all need to be watching like the WNBA and like really high, like, cause none of my, I mean, we, we have a couple kids who, who play above the rim, but majority of them do not. And I'm like, if you want to see like how to, you know, uh, retreat dribble, if you want to see a high post come up against a, a odd, odd man press, that's where you need you need to be watching it, you know, because you're going to see good basketball, good fundamental quality, high IQ basketball, especially yeah, on state yeah. teams. Definitely. And I asked my guys to not watch NBA. Mm-hmm. I asked them to watch college basketball. Yeah. And um, I say because they're playing unself, not that NBA is playing selfish ball, but it's very isolated basketball. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And I tell them like, you're going to learn a whole lot more, you know, um, watching college, you know, mm-hmm. um, just like most of my team this year are actually freshmen. So mm-hmm. um, we run pack line D mm-hmm. and as you know, Virginia runs pack yep. line D. UVA. The country. Yep. Yes. So I tell them every week, you better watch it. You better watch replays on YouTube, pay attention to understand what the help in the gap is. Let's learn to play smart basketball, not hard basketball. Right. So that's what I really hone in and really hone in the mentality of basketball and how mentally you need to be paying attention to things other than making mistakes. Like nobody cares about that. Nobody plays a perfect game. Right. Right. But pay attention. Like how are you going to make it for your mistake? Make it up on the defensive end. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, if you're not having a great night, make sure your teammates having a great night, you mm-hmm. know, and just really just trying to change the mentality and culture of, of what these guys see now playing 2k and the NBA and right. You know, and there's a thousand AU teams. If I don't like this coach, I'm going to jump over here or mm-hmm. I'm leaving here. You know, there's no loyalty. So I'm trying to teach them a little bit about loyalty and understanding every coach is different. Every coach has a different style. And are you going to be able to adapt to it? If you get into college, you can't, you know, pick and choose who the coach is at that time. Right. You're going to learn to play under that coach no matter what. That's right. Yeah. I And I tell my kids, too, I, I think my favorite between UVA and Gonzaga um, if you watch just defensively talking about, you you know, defense, if you watch Mark Few's teams, like those guys always have a foot in the lane. They play incredible team help side defense. So there's never, they're never attached, you know, three passes away. There's a foot in the, they're in the lane, two passes away. They're a foot in the lane. You know, they, they really understand, um, the team concept of playing, uh, defense, you know, um, 
And there are teams like, I mean, you get some high flying teams that, um, you know, that don't really do that, but there's certain teams like you can learn a lot about, and we tell our kids, which I'm sure you do know your position and watch that position, you know, when you're watching it. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's fun to, to, to see some of those teams, but yeah, NBA, they, cause they all think, Oh, well, you know, like you're not jumping from the free throw line. Like I, I know a few kids in our league who can do that, but they're not playing. For our team. No. And, no. and, and one of my biggest, my biggest things I'm telling them this season, do what you do best. Yeah. Don't, don't try to do what another teammate does well. Right. That's good. That's a really good point. Yeah. Know your role. You know, know your role and don't think because you need to be able to do something else someone else is doing, it's going to get you more playing time, more mm-hmm. time on the floor, because it's not. Yeah. Because if I need defense, I need to be able to look at that person and say, you're my guy that's going to play this defense, or right. you're my guy that's going to shoot that three. So that's what I'm really trying to get them to understand and get out of that that middle school mentality. And then there's a ton of players that didn't play last year because of COVID. So yeah, yeah it's, that's just, true too. it's just teaching them everything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We sit down, um, coach Frierson sat down with, I got to sit in on meetings too, which was fun, but sat down with every single player to go over their roles. And, you know, here's here, here were your goals at the end of the season for the off season. Where are you after that? We kept stats for the off season because we played spring ball, summer ball, fall ball, um, here are your stats and what are your roles this season? And, you know, to that point, like one, I forgot to point him out, but um, Austin Robertson, one of our, our kids played just a great game the other night. And I don't, oh, he did. He hit three of three or four free throws. Those were his only three points, but he broke the press by, you know, just got to the right spot to break the press. He was incredible on defense, you know, but just, he didn't cry about not scoring 10 points. He didn't cry about not having a field goal. It's just, this is my role. I'm going to lock down, lock whoever has a ball down and I'm going to knock down my free throws and I'm going to help break the press, you know? And it, like, you need players like that. You need like more than scoring. You need guys like that who understand like, this is what I'm in this game to do, you know? And um, if we need him to hit a shot, you know, he can hit a shot, but, you know, take pride in that role, you know? Definitely. So, definitely. Yeah. All right. So a couple questions and we'll get you out of here. This has been a great talk. So talk to me the difference. Uh, oh, actually, before I get to this, what's your team look like this year, varsity and J? I know you said you're young on JV, but uh, how do you think you guys will fare on JV and, and what's varsity team look like? Um, JV, we're looking good. Um, mm-hmm. We had our first set of scrimmages last weekend. They did better than what I expected. So that's really that's always a plus. <laughs> I never say that. And even my other coach was like, did I hear you correctly? They did better than they, you expect. I said, definitely. Um, my expectations were not high because we have such a young team, uh-huh. but they are coming together. And that's why I really try to tell them, like, if we have the heart to play together as a team, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll do well. And, um, you know, I feel like heart outplays talent any day. That's a, that's, I, tell my, I tell my kids ev, all the time, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, varsity, man, I think they're going to have an amazing season. Um, we have struggled to get to the States. I believe we will be in States this year. We okay. have, you know, the guys I had in ninth grade are now in 12th grade. They're bigger, they're faster, they're stronger. Um, we have one kid, um, Jarek Thompson. I mean, I, I promise you, he is shooting well over, if not right at over 50% from the three point line. Jeez. Good Lord. I mean, his shot is pretty right on I mean 
it is literally like he just honing Steph Curry and is just taking advantage of it. And he's been like that since ninth grade, but now he has the confidence. He can drive to the basket. He can dunk. He can, and he can just shoot you out the gym. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, over the summer he was averaging thirty plus points just with his shooting. I mean, I've watched him, you know, hit ten to twelve threes in the game effortlessly. So, um, well, he's got to be on somebody's roster next year. He's got to be. He's got. I, I wish I could tell you who has got his eyes on him, but I don't feel like it's the right people. Okay. You know, feel uh-huh. like he needs. We need to get his name out there more. But um, you know, I, I do believe by the end of the season he'll have some more people knocking on his door for sure. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. right there in the hotbed. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm looking for a successful season on both ends. You know, we're in a new conference this year. They realign the conferences. Okay. Um. So we're playing more southern schools. Um going more south of North Carolina. So um, I think that'll be a difference maker and it'll be beneficial to us. Okay. What are your, what are your, cause I, you know, North Carolina is so spread out. So what, cause I know you have like your school is orange high school, but it's basically the County high school. So what, like, what do those trips look like? How, like how long are the bus rides? The bus rides are extremely long. Um, for example, we'll play like Northwood. I know it takes us, 45 minutes to an hour to get there, mm-hmm. you know, all back roads in the country. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's a long night when we head out to those games. Um, actually the schools we're playing this year are a little bit closer, okay. which is good. Um, in the past, even though we were in orange County, we had Durham schools in our conference. Okay. So it, um, it won't be as bad this year. We just have a few that are kind of far out okay. or we you know we got to Lee County um, that's like an hour and 15 minutes, but for the most part, we are much closer this year. Okay. All right. Good stuff. All right. So a couple questions. Um, then I have some, or actually, uh, well, one more question. Then I have three quick hitters for you. So first question is what's the biggest difference, uh, in basketball in North Carolina versus DMV? I think the biggest difference between the two States is guard play. Hmm. Who has better guard play? DMV. Yeah. DMV yeah. has much better guard play. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, just being outdoors more, playing more street ball is mm-hmm. what causes the DMV just to be a better dribbling state you okay. know, in North Carolina. Um, I've always said that from the time I moved down here. I'm like, you know, I think the North may tend to focus on guards more. I don't know. Uh-huh. But um yeah, the guard play is so much better than DMV, in my opinion. Wow. Okay. Um, and biggest difference in coaching boys and girls? I think you already answered this about the speed, but. Um, the biggest difference, I would say, um, guys didn't have a better understanding of the game. Mm-hmm. So I have to do a little bit less explaining. Mm-hmm. Um, can do more training. Um, girls, it's not that they're not teachable or coachable. Um, girls have to pay attention. They have to develop their skills because they cannot rely on their athleticism. Mm -hmm. So that is the huge difference um, between boys and girls. Okay. Um, All right. So three quick hitter questions. So your three favorite coaching memories. Um, Three favorite coaching memories. I would say watching a player who didn't make the team the first year, made the team the next year, didn't Mm -hmm. play. But when he got in the game, nothing, 
nothing no one wanted to do more was to see him score. Yeah. Yeah. And when you see your whole team, the bench, everybody, everybody's refusing to take a shot because they want this kid to score <laughs> was a big moment. And he did score. Yeah. So it was a big moment. They, they provided an avenue to make sure he has something memorable yeah. um, for his hard work. So that was definitely memorable. And um, being a female coach, coaching all these men, mm-hmm. getting mad because they're losing to me. Mm-hmm. It's bittersweet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you need a third one. We'll just stop that. That's that's good. <laughs> that's too perfect. All right. Uh, all time, because I know you're an NBA fan, all time starting five. Wow. Wow. Retired and currently yeah, playing and, or just yep. currently playing? All time. Gosh. And you can do it any way you want. You can do all time or you can do currently playing. I'm going to just do all time. Um, I'm going to take Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Isaiah Thomas, LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I don't know who that fifth one would be. I would say uh, currently, um, I would take Seth Curry. Yeah. Why not have two great three-point shoes with yeah. Larry Bird and him? It'll be I, great. The only thing I'll say is you're in North Carolina and you picked Isaiah Thomas over Michael Jordan. So someone may come for your head. <laughs> Gosh, who didn't love the bad boys of the Pistons. I yeah. Mean, yeah. <laughs> I love Michael Jordan, but I got LeBron James. So, yeah. you know, yeah. I can't have both, you know what no. I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah, I love Michael Jordan. I'm, I'm a huge Michael Jordan fan. Yeah. But, you know, I it love It was just Isaiah funny Thomas. that you said Isaiah Thomas because they can't <laughs> no, stand <right>? each other. <laughs> And considering right. my favorite college team is UNC, so yeah, there you have it. There you that. go. Mm-hmm. I should have asked you about that. About the uh, what do you think about Hubert Davis that hire? Um, you know, I've been a UNC fan for many, many years. I've been pretty tired of Roy Williams mm-hmm. um, and his coaching style. Um, it's been very frustrating. Um, I think I'm gonna need to give him. I'm gonna give Hubert Davis some time. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched the first game they played. Uh, Loyola this season. Loyola. I was one of my one of my kids. Number three on Loyola with the big hair. That was one of my kids. Yes. Wade oh, Jackson. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. He, he played for me at Pilates. Yeah. He played for me okay. at Pilates. Yeah. Great. That's fantastic. That's my guy. I'm going to see him play next week. Actually. Oh, great. Yeah. So yeah. So watching that game, you know, I just still feel like there's a missing piece on the floor, mm-hmm. and I want to say it's a point guard. Yeah. Yeah, it's a point guard. So I'm. Yeah, they definitely. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. All those point guards keep going to Duke. I know. I know. I got two balls and six kids there. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, um, I look forward to seeing how it fares out. I think this is going to be his filler season. Mm -hmm. He's going to fill things out before they can hit the recruiting path and really. But I hope and pray they recruit a point guard for next year because they definitely need one. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm thinking about, you know, the struggles they have. Well, like, even though they beat them, I still saw the struggles. Yeah. You know, with not having that that extended coach on the floor of a point guard, you know. Yeah. No, it's a good point. I watch that game, obviously. I watch that game too. And, yeah. and it definitely I, you know, I kind of felt that way too. Like something just wasn't I mean, they were clearly better than Loyola, right? But clearly. Um Although Loyola has a couple good bigs. They got those twins in there that are pretty good. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, the guard play, you know, I mean, Loyola's guards did seem to kind of pester uh, UNC a little bit. So, uh, okay, we'll see what happens with that. All right, and then last question, five dinner guests, dead or alive? 
that are alive. Wow, that's a that's a dead or alive. Yep, (laughs) that is a tough one. Um, doesn't have to be sports related. It can be anybody you want. Um, for sure, we'd love to have Pat Summit at Mm -hmm. the table. Um, Maya Angela. Um. Gosh, it's tough, Sherman. I mean, there's so many to <laughs> choose from. Um, you know, uh, you know, I would love to have a a, a, a conversation with Don Stanley. I would love for her to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, Malcolm X. I would say those are my top Sherman. I, I can't give you another one because okay. it'd be All too right. hard. We'll do, go but, with four. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would, um, they, would, they, would, they would definitely um, be a huge part of my table for sure. That'd be a good conversation. Oh, man, I can't even imagine. Yeah. We can go on for days. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Santina, thanks, uh, everybody. Uh, Coach Santina Ford from Orange High School down there in Hillsboro, North Carolina. Appreciate the conversation today. Good luck to you. What's your um, mascot? We are the Panthers. All right. That's, oh, that's right. I remember that. All right. Good luck to the Panthers this season. You know, keep us up to date and we'll be sure to update everybody on how the season's going along. Um, so stay healthy and, and well and injury free. Thanks for joining thank us. You, Sherman. You, you the same. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right, everybody. That's a wrap. Uh, we'll be back. We're going to take next week off, th- taking the week of Thanksgiving off. Um, I'm going to spend some time with family. I'm actually taking work week off as well. So we'll be back the week after that with another guest. Thank you for joining and everyone have a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy that time with your family and and be safe. Take care.